You are now listening to the Friends of Friends podcast. I think, you know, me growing up with Samoans, Filipinos, Blacks, Mexicans, white people, um, all different shades of people, I think there I don't I don't see color in my films. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Friends of Friends podcast. On this episode, we are very lucky to have one of Oakland's finest. He's a brilliant filmmaker who is changing the world through his own lens. He has many accolades for his storytelling, but what is most important is that he is becoming a master of his own craft and is changing the expectations for what filmmaking is all about. So we would like to introduce you all to the man himself, Tevin Tavares. What's good? What's good, man? What's good? How you doing? No, what's going on? I'm chilling, bro. I, like I said, bro. I, you know, y'all, y'all hit me up on the DM, and I was like, man, bro, I gotta, I gotta support the homies. You feel me? I appreciate what y'all doing, and I respect it. So, I wasn't gonna be. I was like, nah. I was like, nah, bro. I was like, if yes, you're, you if you're a duck, you, you family. You feel me? That's real. Definitely. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Nah, it's good, bro. It's good. So, if you want to just introduce yourself and give a a brief background about what yeah, you got bro. going on. So my name is Tevin Tavares, uh, born and raised in the Bay. I really uh, started started my filmmaking journey when I was 18 years old. Uh, I went to Bishop Odell in, in Oakland. Shoot, man, I, I, I'm you know, filmmaking really just came to me. I just watched this LeBron James commercial, this Nike commercial. And, you know, I heard like, you know, Marvin Gaye in the background and it showed like Bron going through his trials and tribulations. And, you know, I was just like, dog, like, you know, I want to make commercials for Nike and, you know, long story short, I just, I went up to Oregon, did my thing up there, worked for Adidas, worked for Nike and got into the agency world. And then, you know, that I found out that wasn't for me. And then I moved down to LA and started getting the filmmaking. And here I am right now with y'all talking. So it's, there's a lot of deeper stuff that we can get into, but that's like the, the gist of it, man. It's, it's a lot, but uh, I just, uh, I'm just always thankful that God led me down the path that he, he gave me. And, um, and I'm very thankful for the people that I've met along the way and people who have been able to help mentor me. It's been a blessing. You know, it's been a blessing. Ryan Coogler is a really big inspiration for you from a directing aspect. So what does it mean to be able to have someone to look up to that resembles your same values, but also the same skin complexion? That's a deep question, bro. I think there's this Jordan brand ethos around like Russell Westbrook is called Why Not? You know what I mean? And, and one of the things that uh, I battle in my head internally is when I see Ryan and I see, you know, he's somebody that went to the same like type of high school as me. We know the same people, you know, he's from the same area I'm from. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like when you see somebody who's, you know, he's working with LeBron with Space Jam, he's making, you know, Judas and the Black Messiah, he's making Black Panther. Like the biggest thing is just like, why not for me? Like, I, I can do that too. You know what I mean? And is is different, bro. Like he went to St. Mary's, which is like a, the same school, kind of similar school that I went to call Odell. You mm. know, and it, it, it's just like, like it's crazy because sometimes, like y'all, y'all will realize that sometimes, like you'll look up to people and you'll realize, like, ah, oh, that could never be me. But like when I look at Ryan, it's like, like we're really so far, like on the same path, like not the same exact path, but like, damn, I could make another, you know, movie with Disney, you know, like Black Panther. Mm. Like, it, like I, I could make something like a like a creed or a fruitvale station like you know it's like i'm this close you know what i mean so it's just like throwing it back to like that that jordan you know russell westbrook thing it's like why not you know what i mean like i why why i can't do that you know what i mean so yeah. that's the biggest thing that I always bro like to this day like bro even with the whole sierra king thing with amazon and lebron and all that shit like 
the whole reason I got into filmmaking was because of a LeBron commercial. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, my biggest thing when I look at Ryan is just like, why not, bro? Like, I, like why can't I be sitting like he is? You feel me? So, mm-hmm. so I think that's that goes for anybody, bro. Like, we always, like, you, you never really, like, our minds are always like, like, damn, bro, like, I could do that. But then you're like, I could, I could never do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, when I look at Ryan, it's just like, bro, there's no reason why I can't, bro. Like, we literally, bro, like, same, same upbringing, bro. You feel me? Like, same classes, all that shit. Like, it's, 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 it's wild, bro. So that's, that's really, like, why Ryan is, like, one of my biggest inspirations and, and why it's, uh, it, it's moving, bro. You know what I mean? Because it's like, every day I wake up. Like, I literally got it in my notes in my phone that I look at every day. Like, you know, he was 27 when he made Fruitvale Station. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm, I'm 27. I just turned 27 last week. You feel me? So it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm gearing up to make my first feature film. You feel me? So I'm like, bro, if the trajectory serves right, like, if God willing, like, <laughs> shit, like, I should, I should be making a black, <laughs> I should be making a black camper by I'm 32, 33. Man. <laughs> so that's, that's some form or other. Yeah, bro. So I'm just like, dog, like if he made Fruitvale Station at my age, like, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I think it's all up to God and how how I think every single day, whether that's y'all with the podcast or me with filmmaking, once I step foot out the bed, it's like, all right, I'm going to get better today. Exactly. So that's that's my biggest thing, man, is just, you know, Cool was 27 when he made Fruitvale Station. How could I get one step closer, you know, towards attaining my own level like that? You feel me? Yeah. I feel you. So being from the Bay, there's a abundant amount of culture in that place. So what kind of twist do you put on your films and what does it look like? I think, you know, me growing up with Samoans, Filipinos, Blacks, Mexicans, white people, um, all different shades of people. I think there, I don't, I don't see color uh, in my films. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think everything, like, even if you, if you date it back to the caveman, right? Storytelling is a universal connection. So I think if I can get people to feel, no matter if you're white, black, Hispanic, um, blue, green, whatever, like you're going to be able to feel through the storytelling that I'm able to put through a picture. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I think that's the biggest thing that I learned through, the, through growing up in the Bay Area is just to make stories simply just for everybody. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter if you're from Iceland, Norway, what, like you're going to watch anything that I make and you're like, I feel for that. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. why I think it was beneficial to grow up in the Bay because I'm so used to everybody. I grew up with everybody. So I just want people to overall, like, I think that's the one thing with humans is we all feel, you know? So definitely feeling is something that we can never get taken away from. Like, it's, it's something that we're all connected to. So it's just like, yeah. bro, if, if I can get you to feel it, somebody across the world to feel it, like, you know, I'm not making shit like just for black people or just for Mexican right. people or just for Latin people. It's like, nah, bro, I'm making this for humans. You know what I mean? I'm making this for even if, if aliens did exist, I would want aliens to feel my shit too. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Space Jam oh. vibes. Man. <laughs> so yeah, bro, I just, I, just, bro, I just want people to feel anytime they watch anything that I make, bro, I just want them to like, like I want people to be like, on some shit message. where it's like, yeah, bro. And I, I want people to be like, yo, anytime Ted drops something, like, we know we're going to get an experience. Like, it's, yeah, it's like, I want to watch like that. Looking. Yeah. Like, it's, and I think that's like, God willing, like, that's the point where I'm at right now. It's like, anytime that, like, I drop something, people are like, like, bro, I'm, I'm hyped because I know I'm going to get an experience. You know what I mean? So, right. mm. you know, it, people have been telling me, like, bro, February 26th, like, it's wild because it's like, yo, I really, I was really able to make something where people are like could sit down in their homes 
doesn't matter who you are, where you are, and you could go on Amazon Prime and like watch something. You know it's what big. I mean? So it's just like I'm I'm so hyped, bro. <laughs> I'm so hyped <laughs> for my the birthday 22. too. So it's gonna be lit. <laughs> All right, yeah, bro. Happy happy early birthday, bro. So it's just, <laughs> it's just bro, like like that's why I'm so excited for this drop, man. Is just because you know this is gonna be a moment where it's like people can't go to the movie theaters, but they can sit down on their couch and they can watch something. Exactly. You know what I mean? So. Here, Definitely have a deeper meaning since like they're they're in their homes and they need something to watch or need something to do. So yeah, they'll man. definitely be interested. Yeah, man, it's 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 gonna be a special feeling, bro. Like it's it's the closest thing I can get to like, all right, bro, we gonna watch we gonna go to the movies and watch that shit. It's like everybody, yeah. everybody told me they were like, I don't even use Amazon Prime, but I'm gonna use it for my shit. <laughs> That's huge. Like, people, people like, That's man, dope. I don't even, I don't even, I'm about to watch your shit ASAP. It's like, bro, like. That's real shit, though. Like, when you look at Ryan, bro, like, there was people in the Bay that were, like, renting out theaters in, in Oakland, in the Bay Area, because they're like, oh, we, we going to see that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just... It's town love. And I just want to bring... Yeah, I just want to bring that back where people are, like, we watching your shit. Like, you know, bro, my nigga Tev did this. Like, we, we watching that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, like, you know, like, hella people like, man, I can't wait to see your name in the credits, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, dog, like, it's I'm so thankful for the amount of, like, love and connection that i've got from people back home and people from everywhere like it's just like because this is who i do it for bro like yeah. i do it for i do it for y'all bro like like i want to give people an experience that brings them back like to where it's just it feels good to watch content you know what i'm saying because i feel like there's so much stuff out there but there's not a lot of like real shit good stuff so, out there exactly yeah man so i just want to give people something where people are like bro i really watched that and i felt inspired at the end of it you feel me and hearing that yeah. though like that people want to come watch your stuff i feel like that's fuel to the fire to like even go uh, harder bro yeah it's t- every day that i wake up bro like i really be like can't let my homies down can't let my family down like i got too many people that are rooting for me like i just don't want to let them down so it's like i can't slip up like i can't take a break where it's like ah like you know that that shit was fire back then i, I like i could go mid-level on this one it's like nah like that's my biggest fear is like like, I don't want to put some shit out. People are like, damn, like, that shit was weak. It's like a one-hit wonder. Yeah, bro. So it's like every single time, I'm like, I, I can't go down. I can only go I can only go up. And that's the pressure that, like, any artist faces. just like, if you go, you don't want to lose your quality. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. want people to be like, nigga, that shit's weak. Like, look at Kendrick. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like yeah. he, has, he, has, he, he gave us three classic albums. And it's just like, that's, that's the biggest fear, bro, was like, Kendrick can't give us a weak album. Like we can't, yeah. we can't drop some shit. We're like, ah, oh, that shit. Cause that's the pressure, bro. Like that's the pressure. You feel me? Like it's real life pressure, bro. You feel me? Yeah. Would you say pressure to perfect it, or just what would you say the pressure is pushing forward? I think the pressure is to push toward giving people the ultimate experience. I think that it's not even it's art, right? There's a certain feeling that everybody has when they watch something or they listen to something. So. To me, I just don't want to let people down and give them an experience that they didn't walk away feeling a certain way with. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. I think I think everything that I that I create, like, I want people to walk away with at least something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, whether that was a feeling of being turned, like the Kari video, or whether that's you know with the Sierra Can trailer with people like, yo, I'm hyped for this. I can't wait for this. And I just I just want people to walk away with something that maybe it inspires them later in time. You know what I mean? Like, let me go back to watching that for inspiration, you know, or 
or let me let me go like go harder in life you feel me or something mm-hmm. like that or let me treat my parents better type shit you know what i mean so i just always want people to leave with the with the feeling of experiencing something that made them feel better in any way that's deep for sure okay so so navigate me through your your first projects with nike and adidas or you could just pick one and go into depth i would say the first one that really like made me realize that i was a filmmaker i just got fired from adidas and i remember i was like sending my resume to like hella agencies in portland and one agency in particular empire green creator shout out to ben and king um they took a chance on me and i'll never forget it was after hurricane harvey or the nike test that's been going to houston and tell the story of these kids who had lost everything and um we went out there and i'm, I'm with these kids in port arthur texas and I'll never forget, like, you know, they had lost everything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Their house, all that shit. And I'll never forget one of the kids asked me, like, man, so what do you do? And I'll never forget. I was like, man, like, I, I get I get paid to tell your story. Wow. And that's when I realized, like, this is my gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Because that's like, powerful right there. Yeah. So it was like, dog, I'm really here telling the story of these kids who lost everything. You know what I mean? Their house, all that in a hurricane. People are showing me that I'm yeah, I'm walking in a house that got flooded. And somebody's telling me the story about that. And I think that trip is when I realized like I'm a director. You know what I mean? Like before, like I had been searching for I didn't know who I was, bro. Like I was mm-hmm. like, Am I art director? Am I am I a creative director? Am I a writer? Am I a strategist? Cause I was in the ad school. So I think that moment really made me realize like nah, like you know, I'm a, I'm a director, you know what I mean? And, and a director, you got to be, you know, creative. You got to be willing to know how to, to, to take direction, but also give direction. You got to be a leader. You got to be able to, people have to trust you, you know what mm. I mean? And they, they have to be like, yo, like, because when you're on set, it's your vision. You know, everybody everybody's working to perfect your vision. So, you know, I think that's one of the things that I've always been like a, a natural leader, you know, uh, always have been creative. And, you know, I've always, like, i am always been about the people, you know what I mean, about my community. So I think people have, like, naturally have gravitated towards me in that way. So it's just something that uh, I think God placed me on this earth to, to be a director because it comes so natural to me, you know. Definitely. How would you say you keep that headspace of a director, of having that leadership mentality and kind of just having that, that direction of knowing what to do and when to do it? I think it's staying humble, man. Um, I think it's staying humble. It's staying humble and realizing that I, being a director, I have a bigger purpose on this world. And I think that my purpose is to tell these stories that help inspire the next generation or inspire the world. Um, I remember when I was young, I was like 19, I was at this Nike workshop uh, at Oregon. And it was like, you know, how do you figure out your purposes? And I knew my purpose was to inspire through my creativity. You know what I mean? So like, I always hold that as like my 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 pillar is like inspired through my creativity. You feel me? So it's like as long as I use my creativity to help inspire people, like that's all that matters to me. So if it's being a director, if it's being a writer, if it's just being myself, I think that's that's what's key in this world, and I'm and I'm very thankful for that because, uh, like I said, directing comes so easy to me, even though it's challenging at times because your energy level has to be. 10 out of 10 yeah, you know because yeah. you can't you can't take a day off you know you can't like, fall off no nah, because everybody's looking at you 
you know, the, from the sound guy to the, everybody's looking at you. And, and that's the biggest pressure of being a director is if a movie or a film is, is, is good, it's on you. If it's shit, it's on you. It's not on the sound guy. It's not on the people. It's like who directed it. And if the movie is shitty, it's on you, you know, and that's the biggest pressure that we as directors face, you know, is like, it lives, the, anything that you put out, it lives and dies through you. It doesn't live and die through the writer. It doesn't live and die through the, the sound guy. It doesn't live and die through the colors, any of that. Like, it's you. You make all the final decisions, you know, or at, least, right or, or at least, you know, maybe not all the final decisions, but you play a part, you know, and you have to have your voice heard and you have to fight for certain things. So, you know, it's, it's like, that's my biggest thing. Like I told y'all, it's like, I can't, like, bro, I don't want people to be like, that shit was weak. <laughs> you feel me? Like, <laughs> if it's, it's like, like, bro, that shit was corny, yada, yada. If it's bad, it's on me. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's bad, it's on me. If it's great, it's on me, you know? But if it's bad, then it's on me. All right, for this next question, who is a part of your creative circle? Right, that's <laughs> never ended. It's never, bro. I got so many people. Uh, I At least a tight knit group. I was, I would say, um, the homies Sharif, Gerald, Kari, Cam, Chandler, uh, and these are all people that I met at Oregon. Sutton, Bree, the homies from the Bay, Marcus, Jasmine, Kendall, uh, like, bro, the list goes on, like. I can't even do a disservice. I, I'm gonna just say who's in my creative circle is everybody who I surround myself with. Right. And you know, you know who you are. You know, I think <laughs> I think I think that, you know, I take inspiration for so many different things, bro. Carl Juan. Like I got so many different group texts and homies and Emmanuel Oba. Like I I have so many different connections and circles where it's kind of just like like everybody, it's kind of like you know how they say like it takes a village to raise a child, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like everybody in any of my circles, like they're always so supportive of me, and they're always like, "Like, come on, man! Like you, you got this!" Like they, they'll tell me if my shit is weak. They'll tell me if my shit is great. You know what I mean? They'll tell me when I'm wrong. Um, and I that's think that's key. all help. That's all helpful. You feel yeah. me? So having those people around me, um, everybody, you know. It humbles me. It, it, it makes me a better person. It makes me a better man. It makes me a better creative. So I think that's that's it right there. Everybody that I surround myself with is a part of my creative process. That's real. Don't uh, train and Bishop. All those. All those people. <laughs> it's, it's too many. The list people. goes on. The list goes on. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is two of your favorite projects that you've created this far? I would say the two of my favorite projects haven't even came out yet. Hey, um, to come, to come, to come. They're in the works. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even, not even in the works. They're done. They're, they're coming out next month, but those are my two favorite projects. Like, I have a project that I did for a big brand. It was like a short film slash, like, music video. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a little, like, little 15-minute thing. That shit was fire. That's coming out next month. And then the Sierra Kane shit. Like, like, bro, those are my, like, that's why I keep telling people, I'm like, dog, like, I got two of my best things coming out in one month. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like February is it? February, man. I'm just like, bro. I just want, <laughs> I just want y'all. I just want people to see this because I'm like, bro. Like, 
niggas be telling me like, they're like, bro, like, you got some more and shit. I'm like, bro, y'all haven't even seen. Y'all don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like, y'all haven't even, y'all haven't even seen like some of my best shit. Like, bro, just wait, bro. Like, y'all will see in February. Like, bro, like, there's some shit that I'm like, very, 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 very proud of, bro. That's like. Like, there's one film that I did where I put, like, all my homies in it. You know what I mean? Like, all my friends were in it. You feel me? So, it's it, man. The best is yet to come, bro. The best is yet to come. So, I wouldn't, I can't even answer that because my two favorite ones are coming out this month. All right, y'all. Be on the lookout February. <laughs> man. What would you say has been your biggest failure on your journey? I haven't failed. And the reason why I say it is because every single time that I did fail, it was a gain and it was a lesson. Learning, yeah, learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've gotten fired. I've had to live off unemployment. I was living at the homie's crib on the couch. I was delivering Postmates. I've made bad mistakes that have led me to get fucked over in deals. Shit, man, I'm sleeping on the air mattress. Um, There's times where I fucking... Would wake it would the only thing I could eat was a dollar menu at McDonald's type shit. Um, Man, been there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely I, been I, there. I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't failed, man. I haven't failed because I, I haven't failed. I, I say that because everything, every loss was a gain, and I've always had a roof over my head. So thankful. Yeah. So going off that question, if you could give someone advice uh, in your position that you you're at now, like, and they wanted to start. What would, what would you say to them? I would say go film some shit. Don't let budget stop you. Don't let, you know, don't let don't let none of that technical shit stop you. I think if you have an idea and you got homies who can shoot, edit, whatever, go make some shit. You know what I mean? I think that's that's you know, all all my first projects were just me and my homies just getting together and go making something. Mm-hmm. You know, still, still to this day, I think, I think I haven't, I haven't slept without a project being on my head since I was maybe 20 years old. So what's that? I'm 27 now, seven years. So I haven't slept peacefully in seven years, you know what I mean? Without having a project on my head, because I'm always thinking about the next thing. And I never really, I've never been a type where it's like, I still think like, I haven't reached that level where it's like, I only do shit if I got a budget behind it or got it. Like me and the homies are always working on some shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like I, I, me and the homies, it doesn't matter how old I am. Like me and the homies are always working on some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know directors right now, you know, who have reached that level and probably they're probably like, you know, I only work on shit, you know, that has big money. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, bro, I'm still in the weeds grinding with the homies putting my home money up, you feel me? Like Kari's yeah. video, bro, that was, man, that was all shit. Me and the, me and the homie Cam, you know, we, we went half on the video, paid for the whole thing, you know, to, to be shot, edited, all that stuff. So we still putting up, you know, our own money for videos, you feel me? You know, investing in that shit. So, and it, and right. it came out, like Kari's video I'm right about now. about to make your money back, though. <laughs> <laughs> One day, man. Like Kari's video, bro, like, you know, he's, he's Kari's going to blow up, you know what I mean? Right now, the Turn Me Up video, it's almost at 10k views in two days. You know what I mean? So that's crazy. It's just like, bro, like you know, that was just some shit where it was like, yo, I hit up the homie. We gonna get a bunch of people together in downtown LA. 
and we just going to turn up and we're going to be reckless through the night. And the <laughs> homie was like, the homie Trent was like, shit, let's do it. And we just shot it in the night. And next thing you know, we put it out to the world. You feel me? So my biggest advice, bro, would just be, you know, stay humble and grounded. Keep your mental uh, clear and fresh. I do yoga every morning, work out every day. I drink my water. I pray. Go film shit. And, and I try to be like a perfect balance of like, very calm, very, very turnt, but I just try to, like, you know, keep my mind in a good place, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not perfect. Like, I know right now, like, my mind is my biggest enemy, you know, and I'm reading mm-hmm. a book called The Power of Now, and it's just, like, you have to watch yourself thinking, and what I mean by that is, like, you know how many times, like, imagine if you were, like, a little person on a cloud, and you're watching yourself, and you're, you're watching them, you're watching yourself overthinking, you're on that cloud, just like, why are you doing that? Like, (laughs) it's not, it's not going to matter. So it's like the biggest thing that I'm learning is like from this book is like, watch the thinker. You have yourself and you're thinking, you're overthinking, but then imagine yourself above, you know, above yourself and you're, and you're like, damn, like you're really sitting there worrying about nothing. You know what I mean? Like you're thinking about third person. Yeah. Third person. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm just like, you have to master your mental because that that's going to be your biggest downfall you know especially during quarantine because we've all went through it i'm i'm not even gonna sit there and say i'm perfect bro like i i still overthink shit to this day you know Mm. i think that is really dope that you're just getting out and being creative because i feel like that's the only way you gain inspiration is you're just going out being creative each and every day so i think that's that's really cool trying i'm just watching shit and just like yo that's dope all right for sure we're gonna make make something happen we're gonna make something shape you feel me yeah okay last question we got for you um what do you feel your purpose is in this world from a storyteller's perspective i think i mentioned it early but uh i think my purpose is bro really to inspire with my creativity man i think brother more and more that i do that the more that i feel that I'm, i'm fulfilling my purpose like i feel like even right now like no lie, like I'm like, yo, if I was to pass away, like I, I know, like I gave it all. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I I, le- I didn't leave anything. You know, I know that I left a mark on people, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm happy with that. You know, I think that I've I think I've done more than enough. You know, I've done more than enough. I've done some things that have left an impact on people, and that I'll leave an impact on people for the rest of their lives. So I think I've 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 already completed my task on what I was sent on this earth to do. You feel me? All this. Everything else is just extra credit at this point. Oh yeah, everything else is extra credit, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm cool, bro. I'm cool. I think I'm. That's why I'm so content with everything. It's just because I know I'm like, man, I want the world. I want, I want this. I want that. But it's just like, bro, like I've given it all I can, and any anything mm-hmm. that I've worked on, I've given it all I can. So I know, like, you know, I know that my legacy is already cemented. You feel me? Mm. At twenty, at, at twenty-seven. Mm. You feel me? Like. You know, I've done a, I've done, I've done a lot of, uh, a lot of dope shit, and I've, I know I've impacted a lot of communities. So, I'm happy with where I'm at, bro. I think I've, I've inspired people, you know, and I've, I've made connections, and I think that, you know, for me, it's just everything else, like you said, is extra credit. Like I, I think I'm, I've done, I fulfilled my purpose already, and I'm still fulfilling it, you know. Yeah, I mean that's kind of why we wanted to start this podcast is we wanted to do something in the creative aspect and kind of make more our hobbies like a day job you know mm. like we want to enjoy our life and doing stuff that we love while also sharing that with the world because that's is like you said it's like sharing a legacy with somebody else 
Bro, you never know, dog. Like y'all podcast might inspire somebody to go do some shit. Some, you know, it, it's just, you just gotta put art into the world, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just, just put it into the world, bro. You never know where it's gonna go. And like, you know, you guys, bro. Like every single day, just keep putting it out, keep putting it out, bro. And like, I listen to Pharrell's podcast every Monday. He drops the episode every Monday. You know. Mm-hmm. And legit, like, they'll have some dope people on there. Like, they just had, like, Bill Nye, the science guy on there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, like, the, the last week they had, like, Zendaya and Kenya Bears and shit. So, it's just like, bro, like, y'all are in your right pocket right now. You just got to be consistent with it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we appreciate your thought-out answers for those, those kind of challenging questions. We're going to transition to our fast questionnaire round. So yeah, far. Our first question, what would you, who are your top five artists, in your opinion? I can look this up right now. I would say off rip. <laughs> uh, Kendrick Lamar, um, Baby King, Kendrick, Kari, Baby King, uh, Childish Gambino, yeah. and let's see, let's see. Who's number five? Who's number five? Who's making the top five? <laughs> I'm looking at my I'm looking at my little Apple Music like little playlist. <laughs> Most uh, played. Yeah, I would say that's a tough one, y'all. I would say Drake, J. Cole. I'm not really sliding uh, in there. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Let's say bro, let's say uh so who we got? We got Kari King. Kendrick, uh-huh. Gambino, let's say Jill Scott. <laughs> That's a vibe. Yeah, Jill Scott. Jill Scott, a big ass vibe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite film? It can be short. Dark Knight, bro. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight Soundtrack. Man. Every bro, all that shit. <laughs> dark, dark, dark Knight. I can't even like, bro. Like that's. Come on, bro. I, that's. Come on, that's like one of the best films ever to come out, bro. Like that's yeah, that shit's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no one, no, y'all slap anybody who says that shit is weak. <laughs> <laughs> All that's, right, that's you got. I know Kobe Batman. Or... Not, oh my bad. I know. I know Batman. I know Batman Begins. I know. <laughs> I know. I know Bane, The Dark Knight, bro. But go. But the next question. All right. Um, you got Kobe or LeBron? Don't make me answer that. <laughs> uh, we know where your roots I, are, man. So if you got to yeah. lean that way, you got to lean that way. I, You know what's funny is I didn't start falling in love with Kobe until, like, until, like, the back half of his career. Right. Like, everybody, like, everybody, if you really, like, there's people who, like, been Kobe fans, but people haven't always been Kobe fans. I know exactly. It's I know people. Bro. I know people. I know people used to hate Kobe, bro, because Kobe was just so good. Like, yeah. bro, like killer dog. Like, bro, I'm a Warriors. You guys are Portland fans, I'm sure. Like, uh, he, he shit on the Blazers. Like, he would Man. shit on the Blazers. He would shit on the Warriors. So it was like I used to, bro. When he was number eight, bro. When he was number eight, when he had the fro, like, bro, he was dropping sixty on people. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. The, and and it was just like, bro, the Warriors were just they were just too good, bro. I'm. To answer the question, I'm choosing Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choosing Steph Curry or Dan. Neither. <laughs> I, I can't choose. 
Because it's like, bro, even though, like, you know, I I, I love LeBron, but even I'm a, I'm a Warrior fan, bro. Yeah. You feel me? Like, it's, it's a... It's a love-hate thing with Kobe and LeBron. It's like, I poo, don't even get me started. I'm not gonna say nothing, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Steph or Dan. I think I think I think I I admire Kobe and LeBron off the court. Gotcha. On the gotcha. court, they're they're legends, yada yada. yada but yeah. I think Kobe's work ethic and his motor and his mama mentality. I think LeBron, what he's doing outside with Spring Hill and uninterrupted and the business plays that he's working and like, you know, the community stuff, like big plays, big plays. Yeah. I not admire, but as far as like, who's like, come on, bro, how how could you not like Steph or Clay or Dan? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, bro, this like, bro, even I'm watching, bro. I'll be watching. I was, I was, I was watching Clay last night on the little broadcast, and I'm just like, bro, like. They were dogging somebody last night. <laughs> Rodney <Yeah>. McGruger. <laughs> Clay is a guy, man. I got to give him that, man. He's a guy, man. He's a character. Bro, he's a character, but he's also so fucking good. Like, I didn't realize. I used to, like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, I used to hate on Clay because I'm like, this motherfucker's just hella soft. But then I realized, <laughs> but then I realized, I'm like, no, he's really not. Like, he's really a dog. Like, yeah. and I didn't realize that until, I didn't realize that until they played against Toronto. And and he was like, he left it all on the court. He left it on the floor. Like he tried to real, come back in. He, yeah, he tried to come back in. Like he's a real dog. Like, like bro. So, bro, Clay, Clay, Steph, and Dame are like probably three of my favorite players in the league. All chops. So, favorite photographer in LA? Oh, you know who's my favorite photographer? My homie Bishop. Uh, one four one photo, bro. Everybody go follow him. That's my favorite photographer in LA. I don't really know about any of these other cats that you know select that you photo on celebrities and shit. I know about the nigga. That, I know <laughs> you I, can I, only put the team on. I I know the nigga that be shooting all our shit. So this is one four one photo. That's my guy. That's the he's better than a lot of these cats out here. Best believe I know that. What's your go go to meal in L.A.? My go to meal. Let's go. Tender greens. Tender greens. Tender greens. Tender greens. <laughs> Tender greens, bro. I would say. Uh, you know, Bossa Nova, you know, but Tender Greens, bro. Tender Greens is, like, legit, like, one thing that I've been – because now I'm, like, I've been eating, like, a lot healthier. So, I love mm-hmm. Tender Greens, bro. I'll get, get you know, Chipotle barbecue chicken with a Caesar salad, mashed potatoes, or some brown oh, rice man. all the day. Mm-hmm. That boy going gluten-free. Man, hold free. on, hold on. <laughs> hey, man, bro, that's – bro, that's recently been, like, the – I would say, like, chick playing all that shit, but now, like, my recent go-to is, like, if I really want to be on some healthy shit, like, it's tender greens or urban plates, bro. You feel me? Even though I'm not going to lie, like, I should be, co- you know, cooking more, but, like, bro, like. <laughs> it's too busy, man. Bro, but, I mean, nah, bro, but, like, tender greens is, like, one of those spots where it's, like, bro, you, you got your protein, yeah. you got your green, and you got your, uh, you know, brown rice, whatever, mashed potatoes, whatever. It's, it's clean. It's good. I'm, like, I'm cool with it, bro. It's healthy. It's simple. It's that after-workout meal. Exactly, bro. You feel me? Okay, so Jordan 1s, 11s, or 12s? I'm taking Nike Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> He's going classic. Bro, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I would take 1s, but I've never owned a pair of 1s in my life. I like how they look. I just don't know how they look. I don't like how they look on myself. So, like, I'm a type of person, yeah. bro, where it's like, bro, just 1s are just so clunky, and I'm such a, like, light light pair of shoes and like brother everybody knows me now like the only shoe that this nigga's having wears is uh is cortez's 
You gotta let them food. ankles breathe, bro. <laughs> oh, bro. Cortez, bro, like, legit, like, bro, y'all look at, bro, I wear the same pair of white Cortezes every day. All white. Every day. Every day. I'll never forget, bro. I seen Kendrick wearing them. And I was like, man, I gotta try to get, to get some of them. And then, from there, bro, that's all I've been rocking. So, I'm like, as long as I got a fresh pair of Cortezes on, like, but everybody knows, like, that's, that's Tevin Staple. <laughs> that's all I wear. That's all I wear, bro. That's legit all I wear. They comfy though, so comfortable too. All right. Would you say you're an early bird or a night owl? I'm an early bird, bro. I, uh, bro, I can't even stay up past twelve sometimes. Legit, I'll be knocked out, but I can get up. <laughs> I, I could, I, bro. I can't. I've been recently, bro. I just it's been hard for me to sleep, man. Like I think I, I be having too much stuff on my mind, like. I'm usually tossing and turning and waking up. Like, I'll, I'll sleep for a good three hours and wake up, and then I'll sleep for another three hours or two hours and wake up. And then it comes to a point where I just can't even lay in bed. And when the sun is out, I'm just like, I'm like, bro, I feel lazy. Might <laughs> <get up."> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, bro, like I said, my, I like easing into my mornings, bro. Like, I wake up, make some tea. Um, I burn some sage, some palo santo in my room. I'll journal, um, I'll read, I'll do some yoga, and then shoot, man, and then I'm then I start my day. But that's how I start my day every day is Paul Santo, Sage, tea, journal, read, yoga, and then I'll get my day started. Discipline. Yeah, that routine is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which do you prefer, beanies or dad hats? It's not cold in LA like that. So I would say uh, I would say I got I got my little um, shout out to forty seven. 47 got the best hats, bro. Uh, <laughs> I got it. I, I, don't, I don't have dad hats anymore, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like a dad hat, but it's not, it's like, but it's not a fitted. It's like a fitted, it's like a fitted dad You got that hat. stretch, that stretch. Yeah, Cause you know, I got the Velcro <laughs> on the back. You feel me? So it's like, like it's kind of, it's not a snapback. It's like a Velcro attached to the yeah. back. So like, got yeah, you, got like, you. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. That's been my shit, bro. Go to forty seven, bro. They got them. Uh, they got them, bro. Comfortable, most comfortable hats, bro. Because you know what, snapbacks like they hurt your head because it's like it's not flexible. It's you know one size, mean? yeah. With the with the forty <laughs> with the forty seven, they got the velcro, so it's like you can adjust it. And the more that you wear it, like it starts to form to your head. You feel me? Kind of like a dad hat. So like that's been my shit, bro. I got like I got like three LA ones. I got a blue LA one, a white LA one, and a black LA one, and I got an A's one. Um, but everybody know me, bro. They're, they're my hats, man. They're my hats. <laughs> it's like my staple. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your favorite TV show growing up? It might have been Hey Arnold, bro. It might have been Hey Arnold. It might have been Hey Arnold. You want to know why, though? Because it was like, it was hella cultural. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't no Ren and Stimpy shit or no SpongeBob or no uh, out of the box. Like Cartoon Network just had weird ass shit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, Hey Arnold was dope. You feel me? It was cultural. You know, they had like it was funny. It was it was cultural. It had real storytelling. Like like it was always telling a story because Arnold never knew. You never knew who Arnold's parents were. You feel me? Like, yeah. So it, until like they made movies and shit. So it was like. Hey, all, bro. Like that, not that. That was my probably my favorite show growing up. You know what I mean? Like it was. It, it, have you ever seen a bad episode of Hey Arnold, bro? You feel me? Like 
it was funny as hell. You know what I mean? Angelica, I mean, not Angelica, but uh, whatever her name was with the crush on him, like, you know, like she had, she had a deep ass story. Like people don't realize like her dad, but her dad was like, her dad was like low key, like a drunk, like an alcoholic. Like people don't realize like, bro. You're about to make me go back and watch this. A real life reality TV show. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold was deeper than rap, bro. Deeper than rap. That shit was deep, bro. Like that was, that shit, bro. That's what, no, real talk. That shit was deep. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Yeah, I would, bro. Go back and watch that. You are gonna peep certain shit. Like, damn, they was really talking about some real shit on this show. <laughs> you feel me? So that's that's my favorite TV show growing up. You feel me? All right, so we got cupcake no filling or thistle dance. Cupcake no filling, bro. Come on, dog. Nah, you know what? Fizz, nah, you know what? <laughs> uh, I it got you. Got to say thistle dance for the culture, but cupcake no filling is like is a like real a Oakland like. It's a staple, bro. When you hear that shit at the party, you going stupid. But I, but you hear fizzle dance at the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna say fizzle dance, bro, because that's just even to this day you hear that anybody from the bay, from the town, like you getting up. You feel me? So I gotta say fizzle dance, bro. I can't even say cupcake no feeling, but cupcake no feeling just that's just you feel me. That shit just make you want to get up and start gigging. You feel me? But, <laughs> That's bro. That's the I can't get bro. I can't. I can't make. You know what I mean. I can't. We can't go back to them times. So I try to anytime like that's my celebration. Is anytime I make a film, it's like bro. Like that's that's everybody from the bay just getting up for for a celebration. You feel me? So anytime I make something, I'm like bro. That's just even though me and my homies can't get together, that's just like we celebrating online. You feel me? Throwing fizzle dance on and going stupid with it. You feel me? (laughs) Sure. All right, last question for you. Friends of Friends podcast or any other podcast? Friends of Friends, dog. Come on, on man. now. Hey, <laughs> Y'all heard it. Let them know. Come on, bro. It's all good, though, man. I'm, 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 I'm mad, bro. I'm glad I was able to slide on, bro. This shit was fun. Yeah. All right, so last segment. Uh, we just want to thank you for coming on to the Friends of Friends podcast. So now is your time to plug anything uh, from, from new projects or simply just a shout-out to the homies. Man, shout out to the homies. Uh, man, shout out to all my loved ones. Uh, God first, always. Family first, always. And uh, man, make sure y'all go watch that top class on February 26th, bro, uh, on Amazon Prime. You feel me? You heard it. And that's a wrap on episode five. Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you would kindly do us a favor and give us your feedback about the podcast. And while you're at it, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you.